Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the 90th Minute, and welcome back to our weekly podcast. Welcome on YouTube as well on audio apps, Spotify, Spotify Apple, all that good stuff. Welcome back to another week. Week of football, week of life. How's everyone doing? Lozinho's good. Lucas. Yo, what's up? How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Feeling I'm like, good. I'm liking your sweater. Thank you. It's kind of like hipster, but also just kind of cool. I'm liking it. Thank you. A little mogul. Um, busy week. Lots to talk about. Lots of football has occurred. Lots of news has happened. It's crazy, but it's just a lot. It's a, just a lot. I happening. mean, things that we don't expect to be happening are happening. Scotland are going to play Poland. Really? Maybe. Yeah, there's going to be a friendly because both countries yeah. are supposed to play oh, a game, yeah. Yeah, and they cannot play their game. So they said, "Well, we'll just have a friendly between the two of us." It's uh, not confirmed yet, but both countries kind of said, "Yeah, let's do it." That'd be fun. Yeah. Not on. My sound was not on, so I apologize if you heard me in other microphones. Good. Yeah, it, oh, was yeah, it looks like we're good now. But like I was saying, it, PSG, Champions League, they're out. It's actually great to see because yeah, I wanted to see them win the champ. I thought they were going to win the Champions League, but once again, just they can't do it. I think when we did our predictions, I said, I think this tie will be won by the team, not the individual. And I think PSG went into this, this, this two-legged affair as individuals. Bit of Mbappe magic. The thing is, I don't necessarily agree with you with that <laughs> statement. I think PSG were actually playing some pretty good football until that Donnarumma disaster class. Yeah, to be fair, Donnarumma, that was a horrific Now, people, I know people were saying it was a foul. I think how the ref was playing the game, like, I think it was Felix Breich who was refing that match. He's always had the reputation of, you know, 50-50s, you let them go. Yeah, shoulders, shoulders. Play, yeah. A lot of physicality, you let it go, which I usually enjoy watching games he refs sometimes. Other times, there are situations where he's a bit bad, but that's uh, neither here or there. Um, well, I, the second leg, I was actually at work, but I was able to sneak my phone, and I was watching my, uh, the, the, the game on my phone. So second half, I'm watching it, and I'm going, okay, PSG are up. This should be done. Mbappe's got chance after chance. This, this tie is over. I don't see any, anyone coming back. I don't see Madrid coming back. They score their first goal. Okay. 2-1 on the night. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Or 2-1 on, on the tie. I don't think it's going to happen. They score their second goal to tie it up. I'm like, shit, this is happening. And then it's like off the kickoff. Benzema goes the other way. Good little, little, little touch passing. He, great finish. I literally go on, I went, holy fuck. <laughs> it was 3-2. I was like. 
Wow, like, just Mar what a comeback from Real Madrid. Marquinhos did the thing they teach you in your first day of yeah. defense training. Don't pass the ball across yep. your box. Especially when you have such a <laughs> wow. lethal goal scorer like Benzema. In the Explains why I concede in FIFA all the time. I do that a lot. <laughs> I'll do that. I mean, it's fine when there's no pressure, obviously. Yeah, but, but there's obviously pressure there. Benzema, just what a great game from him. Luka Modric getting a lot of praise after his performance. I wonder why. He, like, he, he ran a lot. No, he's one of the best midfielders to play the game. Ever? Oh, yeah, he's easily probably maybe top 10. I could, I could maybe swing that. You want the Ballon d'Or? Uh, Come on, man. Show some respect. I think he's had a Don't lot. Don't talk about Ballon d'Or after what you said in our group chat this week. <laughs> what? You're, you're on something this week. Talking about Lionel Messi is the best player. This is the Ronaldo is shit. I was like, I didn't say Ronaldo is shit. It's just that's a conversation, of course, for maybe later in the podcast or another time that Messi, in my opinion, is still the GOAT, regardless of this whole PSG. Did you not see what he did? It, it does not matter. Team? It does not matter. Messi, what he has done in his career and how he's, you know, played the so, game. Then what has happened with him in Paris? He obviously went to a situation he didn't want to go to. He wanted to stay at Barcelona. Yep. And we still want to talk about him maybe returning so this offseason. So, I think with Messi, it's just he didn't have any motivation to really play for PSG. He was sure he was happy to be around some players. He's been, you know, Di Maria and Neymar. But then again, when a player doesn't have motivation to play for a club, he's not going to succeed. He's not going to, you know, Ronaldo goes to United. He's motivated to play for United. Messi is not motivated to play for PSG. He doesn't, you know, want to win trophies really. He's just there because he had to go somewhere. Ronaldo chose to go yeah. back to United to win. Messi said, hey, you can't be here. There's only one team that can afford you. See ya. Exactly. And, and I, I understand, the, the, let's say, the, the mentality or psychological side of it, of the transfer where he's not as motivated. He's maybe not as enthusiastic. doesn't feel at home. doesn't feel like for, doesn't feel. Here's the thing. Neymar went to PSG with a mission. With a mission. Messi just went to PSG because he had actually nowhere else to go. And I guarantee his family probably still lives in Barcelona. Yeah. I think they still live in Errors, but I'm sure it's his not an easy has, transition. His entire life has been in Barcelona. It's not easy, he's, he's, yeah. He's a, a kid almost, so it's such such a remarkable move. I mean, yes, it's not 100 million miles away, but it's still a new league, a new country, a new language. New environment. New, new, new players you never played with. New, new expectations. Coaches. Exactly. Imagine, imagine, imagine every day going to the same, like, let's say, locker room or same lunch room. Yeah. And all of a sudden, just... Different. I get that side of the of the And transfer. the thing is with Ronaldo, he has he's able to adapt to different clubs because he's been able to he's moved to different clubs throughout his career. Sporting United, United to Real Madrid, Real Madrid. Well, even before his professional career when he was in Madrid um yeah. Madero. Yeah. Madero and then moved to mainland Portugal. Like that's a big move. A, he was very young at the time, very he was by himself. And Messi yeah. also did move from Argentina to yes. Spain. But, but then th that's it. He was there from what two thousand five until 2022 or how that. yeah that's it's people don't really take that into a factor they just expect a player to perform because of how much they're valued at the same time though you can say yeah Lionel Messi with all his quality what what has happened I mean yes he's had decent assist numbers but the goals are it, it is somewhere oh sorry go ahead. go ahead yeah I think there is um I think it might have been the first leg it might have been the first half the second like I can't remember but there is an opportunity where Messi, you know, makes his, you know, you know, his usual late run into the box yeah. and, you know, they pass it to him near the top of the box. He strikes it home yeah. like we've seen many times at Barcelona. Well, he made that type of run for PSG. And then I think it was Verratti who didn't make that pass. Yeah. And then 
afterwards, Lionel Messi was just frustrated, yelling at him. I mean, when you're on the same page like he was with all his Barcelona teammates, whether it was Busquets, Iniesta, Xavi, or, or later on in his career, uh, he doesn't have that same ability just to understand with Verratti, with Mbappe, with Neymar even to an extent. I mean, Neymar's been gone for quite some time. Uh, Neymar and Messi have not played with each other for years. And both have been injured quite a bit this yeah. season. Both their car- their careers have diverged and have gone different directions. It's crazy because a year ago, Messi was carrying Barcelona, basically grabbing that team by the neck of the scruff, what, the scruff, what, of, the neck, the scruff yeah. of the neck. And now it's just his, his reputation has been... Feel- it feels like Messi's reputation has been tarnished. Well, I feel like Ronaldo's was rep- uh, tarnished. Well, not tarnished, but like kind of like people questioning him and stuff. Yeah. Until he scored that hat trick, and then yeah. the tune changed. My thing is, I, I I I don't understand why Ronaldo's getting blamed at all for the the struggles of United. Without Ronaldo, I don't think they get out of the Champions League group. And also, I don't think they do. The, and, and, the thing is, people are also blaming uh, Man United's struggles on Dav De Gea, which is shocking. Well, I I kind of understand where they're coming from because they look at the little details and the specifics. But Dav De Gea has been brilliant for Man United. Probably your best player. He's been probably second or be- first because yeah. Ronaldo's always been carrying that team in terms of goal scoring and output. It's just the players around Ronaldo and the players around Dav De Gea just haven't been it. Haven't we, worked we, with we the system. Can't skip over the fact that there are. Approaching the age of 40. Yeah. yeah your body 30. slows down. Your mind yeah. slows down. Oh, trust me. I know. I watched Ampton Oilers. They have a goaltender who... I thought you were talking about yourself. No, no. Trust the, me, I know. The, my... uh, 26, I'm done. No. Uh... Greg retired from football. Pussio. <laughs> you retired from football, which uses your feet. Because yeah. Because it hurt his wrist. I was a oh, fu- baby back. Oh bitch. my god, man! I'm that guy. Yeah, he always like a piece of glass. Me. No offense, Greg. I well, lo- but all the offense. No one loves you. Guy, you can take a fucking golf club. To that guy, yeah. he'd probably be out for a week. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the Messi Ronaldo situation is gonna be there until the day they both are retired. And and to the day they are retired, I'm still gonna say, just shut the fuck up and enjoy the two of them. Yeah. Enjoy watching their their style of football. Enjoy watching the goals they score. The oh, it it, it just it, the energy they bring. I I, I think I get annoyed because it's like as soon as Ronaldo does anything in the Premier League, people are like he's now the goat. He is the goat. And Messi, because of how PSG has gone, he's apparently not regarded as the greatest of all time anymore. It's like the I I posted that on Instagram. I don't know if you saw on the 90th minute Instagram when Ronaldo scored that hat trick. My comment just said. He's the GOAT. It's okay to admit it. Don't be afraid. Oh my God. For me... I got over 250 likes. Sue. <laughs> Andrew. It's just... Uh, the way I view it is that with Messi, you can take away his goal scoring and he'd still be the greatest of all time. It's because of all it, the ball ability. It, it, exactly. Yeah, I, I love that. Gloss over the team that he had around him. It's not like Ronaldo didn't have... Yeah, Ronaldo had... Ronaldo's had come had on, man. <laughs> Ronaldo's had the... United. Ronaldo's done it. Like Ronaldo's done the goal score. He, I, I, Cristiano Ronaldo is the greatest goal scorer of all time. That's a fact, though. I mean, technically, that that is that <laughs> is true. Then again, that can't... website says now it's uh the records even more than because well, uh, Pele found another. No, it wasn't. No, it's not uh, you, know what, it's you know a, what? You know what? Beacon. You know what? You know what? I would wonder. What if R nine didn't have oh. the injuries and he had the longevity of Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo? What would his record yeah. be? R nine would be a great goal scorer. Like there's, I, there's a few players. I I, I watched highlights of R nine. That guy was just a tank of a striker. What if George Best had a full career? Who knows what what he would have been like? You know? Yeah, that's so true. There's, there's a lot of players that we didn't get to see. 
the full potential. Even Ronaldinho and Maradona to an extent. Yeah, I we saw great things out of them, but not. I don't think. To what the if Pele played in Europe? That's. I mean, I think we're seeing more players reach their potential nowadays. I oh guess. yeah, it's like, easier because, well, like, easier, the but... well, at least to a more further extent, because of sports science and yeah. things like that, people are, have the longevity of careers, like the like, system around them, and yeah, the the, the infrastructure of, of football. Because I'm not sure if 20 years ago Lewandowski is playing to the level he is now at his age. Yeah. Same with Ronaldo's. Hmm. I think a guy like Lionel Messi would probably break down a little earlier yeah. in the early 2000s 90s or something like that i think it was mario balotelli that said if he had worked hard as hard as he could have and lived to his potential he would have the same numbers as Lionel messi and bullshit Ronaldo. i don't agree with that but man balotelli on his day was something special well, yeah, I, I, and you know, honestly, if you go back to FIFA 12 days, and his his potential was like 94 rating, like if he, yeah, it, FIFA 13, I think after in the second season, he's 90 overall. So, and, and with Mario, you talking about Mario Balotelli, you just think of the Euro 2012 he had. Oh, not even. Yeah, I know he was influential in the City winning the title, but Euro 2012 with Mario Balotelli's tournament, that, that just that moment he took off his shirt yeah. and the muscles yeah. against I Germany. Go, I that was. Yeah, he was something special Would back you like then. To stick with the topic of FIFA. Well, one thing I want to mention, um, of course, Messi and Neymar got booed today, while Mbappe got oh, clapped. I'm not surprised. That is Mbappe's team, though. And he's going to leave that team. Well, I think it's also easier to love Mbappe. He doesn't really have that, like, arrogant aura around him like Neymar does. He kind of does. Maybe, but... I also feel like the expectations he has are the ones that he's created himself. The fact that Mbappe is playing for a French club and he's won the World Cup with France, it kind of maybe changes things. And also because he's, like, actually from the Paris suburbs. Yes, yeah. With Neymar, he came... Neymar was getting booed, like, after his first year. You gotta watch if you watch the documentary because he was getting booed when he almost went back to Barcelona. Yeah. He was trying to force that move. So Neymar has never had a great relationship with the PSG supporters. Does Neymar leave? I mean, you, the, the, you, I'll let you talk about the the uh, article that you brought up because you, if reports are to be believed, Mbappe is to, on his way to Real Madrid. I think Messi's gonna go back to Barcelona. I really do feel that, and. It looks like the PSG board wants to get rid of Neymar. Well, the 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 head of Qatar, yeah. uh, all Leonardo Al Nasser, they might be tossed. They apparently uh, in uh, damaged some referee equipment they after broke the flag. Supposedly, yeah, like, there was a massive like outrage. Slapped a guy like in the hand. Which, in a sense, I feel PSG being knocked out uh, out of the Champions League so early the last couple of years is karma to these guys. There's more the way they lost this one. It wasn't like they went toe-to-toe with, with Madrid or Barca or Bayern Munich and they lost 4-3 and they were in the game. They, they fell apart and crumbled yeah. with, with 20 minutes, you know. The, a single old Frenchman buried them. Like, I think they were better for, like, three of those halves yeah. of that game. And then even in, like, the beginning of the, the last half of the game, like, you thought they would probably see see this out with the 2-0 lead and then Mbappe creating chances. And then... <laughs> Yeah, it's like fell apart. And we mentality, were, they just didn't have it there. It's just like it's like what Kilini said about Tottenham. Yeah. It's the history of PSG. It is. PSG are just not meant to win the Champions League. And I don't know They're, if City are. But City are right there with me. Until City 
I, I wonder if it's some time. sort of curse or karma just because of how these teams are funded. I know Chelsea, obviously, they have their issues Chelsea right now. And Chelsea are known to be oil money, Roman Abramovich, and they won the Champions League twice now. But at the same time, I feel it's... Chelsea's Champions League victories didn't feel as forced compared to what City and PSG are both doing. Both of the Champions League that Chelsea won, I don't feel they deserve to win. Well, both the Champions League they won were not the best Chelsea teams of the No, they were underdogs I, both times. They, I, 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 don't, I yeah. didn't think either of those teams would get to the final. It, it's not like they were god squads no. compared to what Man City have built and what PSG have. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just... What? Is, does that say something maybe about that god squad... Individual so it's saying the, the, the Galactical the Galactical thing because it, it didn't really work out for Real Madrid for years So Mourinho came and actually brought that winning mentality and then they started improving points. and then Ancelotti came in and then you know They won the Champions League and then they went three in a row like with Zidane I mean Real Madrid spent so much money during those decades. Yeah from, from the last time they won the Champions League until La Decima they spent so much money and failed and they never really ever got close during that period no, I don't think they made a single final up until maybe 20, well, 2014. It, until they won it. Yeah. yeah. And which is crazy to say, but like I remember like, yeah, they signed Ronaldo, Kaká, and... And when, when you think about it, the teams that have won the Champions League recently have not necessarily spent billions of dollars on their squads. Good money. Good money, but not compared PSG Man City levels. I mean... You look at Liverpool, they build their squad a little bit up with Mane, Salah, and a number of other players. Yeah, Liverpool spent a lot of money. Well, they did sell Yes. But but, but look at where PSG and City started with. To get to where they are today, both those clubs had to spend billions to hmm. bring them to top-level football. Because neither club was top-level football no. when they were bought. No, they've got to the point where they can easily obtain domestic success, but winning the Champions League just seems like imp- the most impossible task. Even domestic success for both City and PSG. PSG, I think more so, yeah. has not been easy. Because for PSG, it's like one year they dominate and next year they lose it. I don't know I don't know how PSG do not go undefeated in the league. That's a good it. point. And I also, really lost the league, to, the league at all. You look at a club like Bayern Munich, for example. Um, they're not really known to be spending tons of money. Obviously, they're the best team in Germany, and they, they can spend the most. Mm, they spend money a little bit, and they spend a ton on wages, which is well, yes. Up but time. once again, they're not they're not putting out a hundred million transfers. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. So. Um... Um, it's interesting how football is, it works with these clubs. It's, I mean, I think the Champions League is also a competition. It's not good football. Like, random miss can ha- yes. happen. It's not like a league season where you have to play each team twice. Yeah. And uh, to, on to average, cup, a cup better tournament. overall team wins that. Uh, knockout football, sometimes the best team does win it. But sometimes you get some shocks. That's what I said. I think here that Liverpool won the Champions League. That's what I said. I said, I think Pep Guardiola is a better manager for the season marathon. And Jurgen Klopp yeah. can win it on that one night and just put out and just have a huge effort. And, and that, that's really, that's kind of Sir Alex Ferguson as well, because Ferguson only won the Champions League twice in his career, but he was very good at just maintaining league success. Yeah. And sometimes that's what you can, sure you, it's not like you're going to win the Champions League every year, <laughs> right? Um, Like that Real Madrid team, I think, was more so built for winning cup knockout tournaments like the Champions League it seemed oh definitely not the Copa del Rey because they like, don't they, the funny thing about Real Madrid I think it was not too long ago it was their anniversary their 100th anniversary well the anniversary of the match which technically was on their 100th anniversary where 
They played the Copa del Rey final against, against I believe, uh, Deportivo La Coruña. Okay. The match was supposed to be played somewhere else, but Real Madrid persuaded the Spanish Federation to play it in the Bernabeu okay. on their 100th anniversary to win the trophy, and they lost. They lost it. <laughs> So like, how do you persuade the <laughs> FA? I don't know what the hey, whole story. Can but... we change the venue? They got... How does that? How does that work? I don't. I don't get. That. Hmm. Um, I, I want. Well, I want to talk about Liverpool for a second. Okay. So, um, Mohamed Salah, it does not look like he's going to be <sighs> signing a contract. No, it doesn't seem like it. So, he will be leaving. Will it be the end of this season or the end of next season? Depends if Liverpool want to. Uh, get some value out of him, yeah. then it would be this summer if we want to keep him and you know compete another year with the top uh, with our um experienced side, then keeping him let him go for free. Where does he go? PSG. <laughs> you think he doesn't seem like a PSG player to me. But, but I guess if, if if the the big three of, of of PSG are leaving, maybe it is they bring in a Salah, they bring there's it it's. That, that 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 was big news for Liverpool. The fact that he, pretty much said, "I'm not going to sign a new contract." Well, they he rejected the. He says he wants to stay, but rejects the thing on the table. He probably he obviously values himself very highly with the best in the world. I think Liverpool. I read somewhere maybe around 300, 325k they offered, which is a lot. He wants 400 or 500 or even like because I mean, Liverpool just can't afford that. Yeah, the yeah. Way, Liverpool have a weight structure. If you let Salah get that contract, then you might have to give those type of contracts to Van Dijk and Allison, who are... Sadio Mane. Not necessarily Mane, but, like, Van Dijk and Allison. To be fair, I don't, as, I don't think Mane seems like that type of guy to really ask for high wages. And I mean, he always makes... But money. honestly, he get so, what he's worth. But sometimes it doesn't matter about the player. It's the agent. Yes. So. And I think a lot of this is the agent. Yeah, probably. Uh, do you think without him you'll be okay? You have Luis Diaz, who's coming in and looks to be very, very good. You still got Mane. You still got Jota. You still got Bobby Firmino. I don't think we'd win the league title, but yeah. Um, but then again, it might not matter if Holland goes to City. <laughs> I think it's gonna happen. It's looking very likely. Oh my! It's God. looking very like I can't wait to watch Holland. It's, weekend it's either Holland or. Goes to City or Real Madrid. That's and apparently a very reliable City journalist is reporting on it, which he normally doesn't report on unless if it's like pretty close. So it is kind of concerning. Uh, Holland under Pep Guardiola, even if he gets injuries throughout the season, Pep loves his rotation. I haven't really kept uh, too close with how City's players have been doing this season, but how's Jack Grealish been? He hasn't played much. Really, I think he's I mean, gone into the squad, but I don't. I I think what I've read was that he's played well, but he hasn't like been goals or assists. His numbers aren't there. But he's like obviously on the ball. He's doing well. It's a beautiful man. Let's be honest. Like I think I always say, if if that transfer doesn't happen a week later, Grealish is not a city player. Lionel Messi is. Yeah, probably. It's, it's a week that determined that 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 signing. I think that signing was like pretty. Confirmed for a while, though. But they would have stopped that in a second if Messi was available. Would they? Yes. Think about how many City kits you'd sell with with Lionel Messi on the back. The fact that Ronaldo was coming to the... Oh, Yeah, the Manchester Derby would have been amazing. We got slapped by them, Jesus. That was good. Oh, you got dirty... At this point, I kind of... I get some sort of uh, sense of happiness when United gets slapped around. Do you? It's just kind of like... That's weird. You you guys deserve it. You play like shit, you deserve it. 
I mean, that, I mean, I guess like I read a lot of United fans. They think that um, they, that there's just a bunch of unlikable players on this yeah, squad. Yeah. And I mean, what were your thoughts when you heard that the rumors of Rashford potentially thinking about leaving because leaving because he's not getting enough playing time? Kind of yeah, it's it's one of those things. I'm I'm kind of annoyed because I thought Rashford would be the type of player to. Uh, you know, play his whole career at United, but like, come on, man, you're not doing anything for the club recent honestly, when he's on the pitch, he's been yeah. very disappointing. Uh, he's really, it's really been a complete 180 with that guy. It's you really thought he was, he was going to be the United version of yeah, that, 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 that global superstar. Yeah. Hey, just hasn't been. maybe he can still be, but he just like, sometimes players have down years. Uh, I, I think he didn't have a preseason. He had an injury, yeah. right? Uh, obviously, he had the disappointment in the Euros, missing that penalty, and obviously all around. I, I, I think been for good. Rashford, leaving United be, might be the best for his career. Kind of just restart your career a little bit, and and because the pressure at United is so high, and he's just not living up to that. To to the uh, you know what Where he's did ex- he go though, Chelsea, <laughs> Newcastle. I feel like Newcastle's that one option right now, like. That everyone throws. Yeah, I I wonder this kind of I wonder if Newcastle is gonna look at PSG and Man City and look at their situation with the Champions League and what if they ever get to that point it's like okay let's see what's going wrong with them so we avoid it. Well, you need to just take the steps. Yeah, to I, I, don't, I don't think Newcastle are at the step yet of Champions League final or even Champions League. But I I like I, I think I said this two podcasts ago or maybe it was a stream I don't remember but I said. In January, you're, you're telling these players, like, like, let's use Kieran Trippier, for example, come to Newcastle, help us survive relegation, and, and, and we'll go from there. That is a tough sell for top, top players. Now, yeah, it looks like Newcastle are going to stay up. Now, come the summer transfer window, you can say, look, you have zero points. Mm-hmm. City, Liverpool, Chelsea, United, they all have zero points as well. Let's spend money, build a great squad, and go challenge for the team, which is possible. Is it unlikely? Yes. But I, I do think Newcastle are going to spend big in the summer. They're going to really ride with the title. Uh, that's bold to say that they can get enough players and have the team no. be cohesive. I, I think their, 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 their goal would probably just get into top 10. You, you Realistically, with this, it's just the steps. You take the yeah. Kieran Trippier, you said on the True Jordy podcast recently, like, you, know, you get better each step, each step, and then eventually you win it. How patient their owners are. Well, their, port, their, their owners are going to have to be patient. I, think I mean, they, you don't buy Newcastle without being patient. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Well I, well, I am looking forward to seeing what transfers they make in the summer. This is like a I revival think, of a club, essentially, man. I, I, think, I think they could be exciting in the summer transfer window. I think they'll be rumored with every name in the book kind of thing, and we'll see who they actually end up getting. We've talked United. We've talked a little bit of Liverpool. Chelsea, we can mention them. Obramovich was looking like he was going to be selling the club. He's still trying to, but he's not allowed to anymore because the UK government has frozen his assets. They're allowed to sell the club. It just, he wouldn't get the assets. It would be frozen. He wouldn't get the money, and who's going to sell a team? Well, he has to sell it (laughs) because... Or Chelsea are not gonna be in a good position. Not in a good position now. They can't sell tickets for their games. Only only season ticket holders can get the games. Really? They can't sell merchandise. They cannot make any money 
as a club that cannot make any money. Jesus. So they're in a. How do they get to the game? Uh, well, <laughs> everyone walks. <laughs> well, you you can spend up to twenty thousand on travel and things like that, which with that many players is not a lot of money. But obviously, a lot of things are already prepaid already, because yeah. you know good clubs pay in advance. Yeah, yeah. You're the so there's that. It uh, in the next week or two, we're probably gonna hear about a sale. Yeah, which is crazy because the. The Abramovich era at Chelsea has been so successful, so big players, big names coming in. It hasn't maybe been the most legitimate ownership and, and quality of ownership, but he's been successful. He's been very... Won league titles, won, won the Champions everything. League. You know, it's everything you've kind of wanted the, as a football players, supporter. The managers have come through. Yeah, it's... It's been ruthless with managers, but... It's because been, they have such a high expectation. They, there's a high standard at Chelsea. Like, I, I think whoever purchases Chelsea next has such a job and such a role to fill in that it's going to be really difficult. Yeah. I don't think they're, the fans are going to like Really? Even if it's the LA Dodgers owner, who apparently everyone thinks is the best American owner ever? Who is he? I don't know. Just a Los Angeles Dodgers owner of oh. baseball. I... Crazy, can I just mention it's crazy how expensive baseball teams are oh. in terms even baseball, even the money, money it, even the money in baseball is wild like I I I don't feel like baseball is as popular as it used to be. Well, it has all that history. It's like yeah. it, it's like boxing. Like boxing has all that money because boxing has the history from like the 30s and things like that. Like it when you have a like football too, like well soccer football, like it, it has the history. When yeah. you have sports that have like history from that branches out across uh, populations that of hundreds of millions it obviously becomes popular and is popular and if it's popular back then it's the money goes up i think baseball helps as well because the long the long regular season lots of sponsorship opportunity branding opportunity that i think that helps plus the americans Americans love America. Baseball is American, therefore America loves baseball. It also used to be like America's sport. Yeah. It's now it's football. Oh, yeah, this is this is definitely off topic, but yeah, there's no topic. This is true. It's is there, is there anything else anything it, football wise you want to speak about? Um, I mean, it's cool that Arsenal win again. How how are they doing? Because like I've said, I've been kind of out of the loop the, with football. They are above you. Oh, they are above you with three games in hand. Arsenal mm. are going to get top four. You are not. Does that, that mean you have to f- jump out of the airplane? No. Oh, good. No, I had to jump out of the airplane as Spurs finished my mark. Oh. Uh, in Mikel, we trust. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little nervy when, when Antonio Conte showed up, but Spurs, but... Honestly, top They got Cristiano. Arsenal are looking great. I mean, that Martin Odegaard looks like absolute world-class playmaker. Thomas Partey had probably his best game in Arsenal kit today. Lacazette is looking like a great mm-hmm. goal scorer again. Things are just going well. Yeah. Is, you, you, I mean, great, great goal scorer, but Lacazette, I would calm that down a little. But he's, he seems to be getting back into good form. You know who doesn't stop scoring? Lewandowski. <laughs> Bayern lost. No, Drew. What the fuck's going on with Bayern Munich? There's a title race happening in Germany again. <laughs> yeah, how, how close is it? Who, between who? I think it's six-point difference right now. And Dor- no, no, a seven-point difference, and Dortmund have a game in hand. Oh, Dortmund are close. Okay, so they'll end up losing. That's <laughs> how it goes. Holland came back, Holland's though. back, though. But they still have Mats Hummels in defense. 
and I think that's shit. But they kept a clean sheet. Could you imagine? Against against Bochum. Imagine, imagine. Dorman end up winning the title. Holland is in his, you know, post-championship interview. He's like, I am leaving. Fuck Bayern. I beat you. (laughs) So champagne! (laughs) But I was paying attention to the Bayern game. I was my... Because... I woke up late, so I was watching the Liverpool game on delay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I had the Bayern game on the side, and you know, paying attention to it, and it was a pretty funny game because um, I mean, well, first Bayern were losing, which I always find funny. Always funny. Uh, and then uh, Thomas Muller, he scored three offside goals. Yep. So the space investigator is investigating the wrong space. Fair enough. Um, it's a bad time though, because he's also scored the own goal recently. Yeah, the previous week. Yeah. So, Byron drawing that game. Good thing is Alfonso Davies should be back soon. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Canada. Yes. We need him back. I, I can't wait for that. It's the end of the March. It's coming soon. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he'd be back for that, but. Oh. He's come back. That's, well, hopefully he's at the game. So, when we qualify, he will be there. Uh, but, yeah. Qualify for World Cup. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Watch us lose. Because there's three games, right? Watch us lose the first two. And I was like. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think John Herman's gonna make that squad feel complacent. That, that could be a, that's always a problem, but John Herman knows he's like boys. In John, in John we trust. Yeah, John's gonna be like guys. You're not done yet. There's still games to play. Show your worth. Yeah. But, but just to conclude, yeah, Dorman are seven points behind Byron with the game in hand. Yeah, probably not. But, but you never well, know. You never know. But yeah. I, I mean, this is. Iron team isn't perfect. No, they're not. They're, they 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 obviously can put in great performances like they did against uh, Salzburg. Like, that's so weird. You they draw Salzburg in the first leg one one, and then they go out and beat them seven one. But then in between there they they drew again. It, it doesn't doesn't make sense. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm always interested in the Bundesliga. Now I'm back really interested because the. But your 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 interest took a big blow today in the Bundesliga. Oh, Florian Verts, the, right. the wonder kid of the Bundesliga, he's out for the rest of the season with ACL. his ACL injury. It, it, that that's a terrible injury because I mean he's had such a good season. He's looking like a real real talent. It, man, just gone. It just sucks. He like it's such a joy watching him play. Just like. I guess it's hard to explain, but like the trickery he has with the ball with his feet, like the, I don't know, it's the quality player. Yeah, and he, like he he contributes with goals and assists as well, and it's just like it's a fun player to watch. It sucks. Leverkusen were looking pretty good this season until recent weeks. Uh, they saw Musa Diaby, who's been incredible this season, but he's gonna have to keep it up, and no Patrick Schick currently, and like if if you look like the top goals. The top assist to goal scorer partnership in Europe was Verts to Patrick Schick, and now they're both injured. Well, let's hope that that Verts comes back in, in good form and his injury doesn't affect yeah, him too much. Yeah, I heard much about that. Because he's a quality player, and I, I would love to see what his career he's able to get to. Yeah. Um, anything you want to talk about outside of football? I was going to say FIFA. Sure. I haven't touched that game since maybe that Future Stars promo. Which was maybe a month ago now. I don't. I, I don't know. There's a point where I was trying to get back into FIFA, and then I just got bored of it. And then I saw how cheap Neymar is. He's like 60k. That really cheap. Yeah, for Neymar, he's fucking like one of the best players in the game. He's so cheap. I've never seen a player that good in FIFA history that be that cheap. 
just because no one's playing FIFA? No, people are. are I, I don't know. The game, there's so many high-valued, high-rated cards, so many special cards uh, now. It's just, just, eh. Have you been playing FIFA? You've been playing FM. Yeah, I haven't been playing FIFA. I've been playing FIFA. Career mode's okay. Like, career I have no issue if someone likes... Fun. My, but, mother, my mother well career mode because I got sacked of fucking Livingston. <laughs> Final match in the season, I beat them. I wasn't in the tires. I think I finished four. I, I like how I, in, in FIFA, I packed uh, Mbappe gold a couple months ago, or like a month ago. He was worth 600k. I bought Prime Vidic. But why? It's like Vidic. It's like good. <laughs> Just because I could, I can get a bit. I'm like, ah, Vinich. And then I go, I'm, like, oh, I'm bored of this game now. Just, yeah. This, 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 you, you used to play FIFA so much. Yeah, during the, it was, I was, I was thinking with the pandemic started two years, like around two years ago. That's when everything shut down. Yeah. You were at home. You were yeah. You were... That was, when I think about it, that first like pandemic lockdown, it was a vibe. We didn't even really have football until May, June. Yeah, there was nothing going on. It was really like, just us playing FIFA. Were you still working? I was working. Yeah. I was working. You were working. It's a wild time because, like, you didn't have to wear masks at the time. Yeah. Yeah. There was, like, the high infection rate and everyone everyone didn't know what the hell was going on. People are stockpiling toilet paper. And we're all just sitting there. I remember that. I remember because, literally, the lineups would wrap around the store. It was ridiculous. And I remember I was in charge of the lineup. And I would stand there. People would come talk to you. I was like. Yeah. So I was like, well, no masks, nothing. I don't know. For, 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 for me personally, I found the pandemic to be like a real turning point in my life. In what? In like how you wanted to live your life? Kind of, yeah. I went for a, it, 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 That was really the start of me turning into more of like a content creator, like all of us. It was, we took advantage of it and kind of built up the 90th minute to a point. Uh, and then, yeah, it was just the way I viewed it, it's like. The life I was living before the pandemic, I'm so glad I'm not there anymore. Yeah. Like, I thank God I'm not, I used to work at the soccer center. I'm thank God I'm not there anymore. I know I went back during the pandemic, but then. You just felt like, like you weren't doing what you actually wanted to do, but because the pandemic gives you the opportunity. Yeah. To be at home and create and do something. Learn more. how to use social media better, yeah. TikTok, edit better. I learned a lot from Lucas and, you know, it just, it was a great opportunity and I took advantage of it. I'm really happy where I'm now, obviously, like. I wish I had, like, a month that was the first. Yeah, it's to be fair. You, to off. be fair, you you cut you you were working a lot of hours I was still full time. Yeah. yeah, and I wish I had that because I I didn't think. Yes, of course, I felt that there was the pandemic, but I didn't feel the lockdown pandemic. I was still going out every day. And every day. Yeah, and I don't know. For me, that's it. It did feel in the, in the middle of that pandemic, April May. And, and and going to June, it did feel like I I could have had a career in streaming, but I felt like I stagnated. Like I couldn't go beyond 20, 25 average viewers. In the time, I I I thought like, oh maybe it's gonna get hot. It never did. I don't. It's because it's very hard to grow on Twitch without external help. Yeah. yeah. You have to find your. It's not often that people just scroll through the Twitch. I, I get that, but like I thought I was doing everything I can try at the time. Maybe I wasn't putting out a note of putting out enough of my own content on my own TikTok. I feel like I, I, I at, t- at the time I was still kind of figuring it out. And, you know, I got raided by Castro that one yeah. May day. That was like, I remember watching that. That was wild, man. It's yeah, I, I definitely did. This guy's wearing a United kit. 
and he's drinking G Fuel. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> the Castro raid for you. And then the Fabrizio Romano. Yeah, we got. I told, we always forget. We got raided by Fabrizio Romano I, during I, the Euros. I, I, went, I went back and watched that clip. It was just the, the chat's going fab raid. Yeah. Fab raid. Yeah. And the guy, one guy goes Fabrizio. I was like, oh yeah, all right. I was like, wait, this is going a lot quicker than the chat should be going. I was like, why are we at three thousand? What is happening? Yeah, I know. Like, before the game even kicked off, it was a Euros game. It was before I think so. Started. I don't remember. Started, yeah. yeah. We had just like then, started the stream. Oh, like like I was just saying. That, was, that summer though, that summer like with the Euros at Luke's house on Twitch. I did, of course. Yeah, that, that, was that was a vibe, but also I I I just missed that first pandemic lockdown. I don't know why. I think the vibe of just like playing Call of Duty Warzone with some of my friends until like two a.m. Okay. just drinking. Probably because it brings back memories similar to like yeah. high school days, sort of. Kind of, I but even before, I think it brings back like yeah. summer. Off of school vibes. Yeah, but like summer holidays. But with which, alcohol, which I should, we should state. Obviously, it was terrible that so many people were dying. Oh yes, yeah. uh, yes, that's also true. The I, actual pandemic. But I, I think the people listening is what kind of understand. We have a young audience, and yeah. the actual, the actual coronavirus was horrific. Uh, it's still going on. Obviously, it's it is, it's. Yeah. You can think what you want about it, but it's it's not good. Not good. But yeah, everyone's still living. Whether you are in Canada or U.S. or Britain or wherever you are, there's still COVID protocols that yeah. have to happen, and life may be getting back to normal. But I think the idea of normal has changed. Yeah, I don't think there's ever going to be back to what was three years. Ago. Yeah, for for me personally, that's just like that was the time where I enjoyed streaming the most, where I enjoyed FIFA the most. Um, I, I also think it was cause I was so more, much more new to streaming. That's when I was like getting used to the consistent, like I was, I, I was streaming like a hundred hours a month. Like, we was, time for yeah, I, I looked at it. So, and then I, I looked at, I looked back at it. It's just kind of, I don't, I couldn't keep up with it. I lost you know, my love with FIFA. And then when you lose the love of FIFA, you, you, it's hard to and, play FIFA when you don't enjoy it. Yeah. And it's hard to stream other games. It's hard to, you know, anything is. Not only the people like watching FIFA streams, but they specifically yeah. like watching foot champs. Yeah, they, you know, they're weekendly. They don't like watching code. Some people do. It's just it's hard. Yeah, people like opening packs. And then I think I mentioned this before, but like I, I definitely try. I compared myself to other creators in that space at the time, and I saw them. But like, for example, FIFA Shop, I saw him getting like averaging seventy viewers part like for partnership. I'm like. What is he doing? Why? Why can't I do that? Why am I not getting those kind of viewers? Yeah. You know what? What? What do I need to do? I was just. I'm, I was so confused. Sometimes at the time. it's just luck. Yeah, sometimes and sometimes, it's and sometimes it is the person too. They magnet like you know people gravitate to yeah, certain people. Yeah, like what you're watching. Yeah. Yeah, but also like some things are like everyone had the similar luck of um being able to stream more and more during that time frame. I think. A very important thing is, like, I think a lot of those guys were producing a lot of TikToks. Yeah. Like, not just, like, one or one every day or a few every few days. They were posting multiple in a day, and I think they were just mm -hmm. going 100% on it. They had their little formula, their little algorithm, and they stuck to it. And they figured out what, what worked for them, right? Yeah. And at the time, I didn't really have something that worked for me. Maybe 
good packs, but I didn't really know how to hook a viewer on TikTok as well as I do now and uh, how to use the app. It is crazy to me how, how, how well. How many viewers does your have now? Oh, that one's like, it's only like $8 million. Oh, no. <laughs> It's just $8 million. 8.7? Fuck off. 8.7 million? I think it's starting to go viral a little bit again. <laughs> Getting more. I, mean, I got. I have like 43. I got like 40, 46,000 followers on TikTok and. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I, I think for you that that's a little like subgenre that kind of worked for you. I mean, the the throwback to Modern Warfare Two yeah. days because there's a lot of people that that remember those days yeah. and the same memories that you have and stuff. And you sell it to them and bring them back to their yeah. childhood kind of thing. They'll watch and they'll listen. Kind of yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I'm I'm excited for the future. Excited for the future. I've missed you on streams. I don't know if I'm ever going to be on a stream. But why? Work. You're just busy working in the morning? Work in the morning and just the NHL schedule. Yeah. Like, I, I think if uh, if the hockey was in this offseason right now, I'd probably be able to make time for a stream. But I, I'm just trying to stick into a routine. and uh, some. Plus, I have to go into the office like three times a week that we have. So, I, yeah, usually when you stream. Yeah, I don't know. I just miss Wazinho sitting there saying the wild shit I've ever heard. Yeah, like, Neymar's better than Salah, man. It's just facts. <laughs> You know, he, Neymar is probably the be- greatest, not the greatest, but most technically brilliant player of our generation. I th- I thought you were about to say that Neymar is the best Brazilian of all time, and I was about to smash that cup <laughs> over your head. In the past 10 years, he is the best Brazilian we watched. No crap. Next to 10 t- years, yes. Tiago Silva, of course. Marcelo, Dani Alves, you can put in there. Dani Alves. Yeah, Alves. So. Ronaldinho. Who's, yeah. who's the best Brazilian of all time? Ali. It's I I think R nine is R nine. You you think FIFA has influenced a lot of people to think like oh R nine is the best? I'm like how many of these kids have actually watched R nine or like? I, I think if, if if I had to choose a Brazilian, I would love to watch the most. It's Ronaldinho. Yeah, Ronaldinho. He Ronaldinho was an entertainer. Was, was art on the field. Yeah. yeah. So um, he was the show. Yeah. I think Pele is probably the most influential football. Oh, easily, ever. easily. Or Maradona. Maradona had uh, was pretty the big. Thing with- no, no, actually, are you no, Brazilians or are you talking about anyone? Anyone. Influential football of all time. Well, I think Pele's the most important. He's, he's actually not wrong because when Pele went to the U.S. for like these tour matches, he would sell out crowds. Not even just that. He's the football's first global icon. Yeah, it's true. Like without Pele, there probably wouldn't a lot, a lot of things in football would probably advance a little later. Is it wild to? Throw the name, the most influential footballer of all time, Johan Cruyff. I mean, maybe in the game. I'm talking about in general, like not not just on a football pitch. I'm talking the same. Well, Johan Cruyff. I don't think the Dutch dominance. I don't think Barcelona way. I think you could definitely say some of that stuff that he brought in managerial wise. If he wasn't there, would have not advanced as quickly as they have now. But I think. As an icon in the game, I think Pele is, like, I'm sure so many people that don't even like the sport know who Pele is. Pele. Do you think Messi and Ronaldo have overtaken them? I think, yeah, technically, yes. Yeah. But that's because Pele hasn't I mean, to be fair, I feel like if you're talking about, like, most influential footballers in terms of how Lucas is talking, you kind of might have to consider Beckham. Beckham at the time was... 
I don't think he's as big. No, but like, but, you know what's weird? Because when people think of David Beckham, they don't really think of the footballer as much. They the think name, the, the, the name. The, the brand. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't know how good David Beckham was for like Man United. They remember LA Galaxy, obviously, because I think there was more social media attention at that time. Paris even, yeah. Oh, Jesus, exactly. Real Madrid, you know, but like, I guess people don't really know how good Beckham was. They just know the name. There, there are those footballers that and are like, so, sorry, like we knew how good Maradona was, but we he also has a name attached to him, you know. Maybe for people in England, obviously they would know how good David Beckham was, but that's fine. You can have that opinion. But uh, Messi, Ronaldo. for me, I my go to is Ferran Puskas. I watch that guy every day. Sometimes, maybe. <laughs> I don't. I. In my head, I finished the sentence he's saying before he says it. And when he said the name Ferran, <laughs> I don't know why I said Torres. I said, I was like, what? Uh, me, bro, my, 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 my top three are Pushkas, Di Stefano, and um, I, I'm trying to think of someone else. <laughs> so, you say Pushkas and Di Stefano? Butrugeno. Why Di Stefano? Greatest Argentine. Is he Argentinian? Or is he Spanish? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Okay, but, but why him? His numbers are not as high as players. Di Stefano? Yeah. Never, is, never played in a World Cup. I thought, his, I, I thought his number... Were, didn't he win like five Champions League with Real Madrid? And, you know, that was before anyone else. <laughs> don't discredit those Champions League. <laughs> the first like... The first ten, I don't know. Are, are you saying you're discrediting Real Madrid's like five in a row back in the 60s? I'm not going to discredit them. Because when, when I was when I watched those matches back then, I was very... Intu- I, <laughs> when you watched those matches back then, like you were in the stands with your with your hat in your uh, suit clapping Real Madrid. Let's think about it. You know what's, you know what's funny? Back then... Then you watch football matches in the 60s and 70s. He just got the vision guy. He's got his his flat brimmed hat. Yes. He's got his suit on. He's yeah. like, smoking he's got a, a cigarette. cigarette. Football football supporters in the stands back then. You didn't you didn't see anyone with like a kit or jersey like now they all wore no. like giant coats and hats. Because they didn't sell kits. I know that's cr- that's actually pretty crazy. If you think about it. They, I don't think kits really sold until like maybe the 70s. Yeah, I I, never, I actually never thought about that. The business of football really exploded. I say the late seventies. I, I say the nineties. It really exploded with um, the Premier League and the Champions League rebranding. The birth of the Premier League was just massive. But the way I view it, it's like it did seem like football back then was more of like a formal event. Well, for, football was. Oh, yeah. It was not a formal event. Football was more like a community, like your communities yeah. fought you together. Going out to the but like, a, like if these guys had their long coats and their hats and they had the newspaper and smoking. Peaky blinders. Yeah, essentially. Yes, I, mean, I think yes. it depends what part of the world. Like, yeah, if you look at like 1930 World Cup Uruguay, everyone's wearing a hat. Everyone. Which is the fashion then? And it. If you if you look at the. The, the 2022 yeah. World Cup that will happen soon. Everyone's going to have AirPods in. <laughs> They're going to be TikToking. Could you imagine TikTok in 1930? Could you imagine what, what have been posted? 
Well, I mean, you just gotta watch the war in Ukraine on TikTok now. It's kind of like that. That's just wild. That's wild that that's just a thing. It's pe- can, pe- like, people are just. Yeah. I, I'm watching TikToks. These Ukrainians like we have stolen tank. Yes. I think I watched that exactly. Yeah, there's like a couple of Ukrainians like we have stolen the Russian tank. We are doing great. Let's go Ukraine. <laughs> Obviously, uh, still thoughts and prayers are yeah, infected there. Um, uh, that, that's, so. that, again, that goes without question. Even if the sign isn't there, we still believe. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, one one thing I, I, I think maybe one of my last things I want to talk about is the influence of this thing in sport right now. Because recently, I've been, uh, for work, I've been uploading the anthems that are being played at hockey games on yeah. TikTok. And these people are, some people are comments like, there should be no pol- politics in sports. But I, I guess maybe for, for hockey fans, they're not used to seeing this kind of politics in the game. I, I, I do think that definitely the North American sports viewer has not seen something like this before yeah. where, where the, the sport gets behind a, a cause or a country hundred percent football wise. I mean, we've seen it time and time. Yeah. Again. I'm like, for me, like, I want to respond to these people. I'm like, bro, do you know that in Europe and being soccer football, it, it, politics is huge. I think sports and politics are correlated on. This. Yeah, they are. They've always been to been, they always will be. I mean, I think sports is the one way for people to watch that they identify with it's one way that they can get their emotions out in a controlled environment and i say that mm-hmm. very loosely because we saw just a couple of weeks ago what can happen when football and emotion goes too far mm-hmm. we mexico. saw in mexico when, when emotion oh when, that when, yeah i i wasn't there for that podcast when, yeah, when, so. when emotion that was when, wild when just yeah just the the event goes too far how it can boil over so quickly and just affect everyone but football and sport in general, of course, it has a place in politics. You can't separate. But when, when really, countries. I, I, I think sports. it was, sorry, back in the 60s, right? Um, I think in Spanish football, especially, it had huge influence on the government. The government had a huge influence on football. Oh, during the Franco era, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know everything, but I know. Some clubs got screwed. Some clubs got uh, benefited more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, those that got screwed are more so the working class clubs. Yeah. That's usually how it is. Usually, in, in in England as well, or when times are tough in the country, whether money or or political wise. I mean, words show it. I mean, whether it's hooliganism, whether it's, it's extremism. A lot of oh it's been wild that's a lot to keep up with it is like we're gonna look back at this time like 40 years from now and be like hopefully we're still alive Art. hopefully i'm still watching hockey don't watch football i i, I it's been hard when was the last time you watched a match of football i watched the united spurs match but not fully <laughs> you didn't even know it was happening until like i i you, buddy, you sent a text message at 10 p.m. asking for a watch along. I said, is anyone available? At 10 o'clock? Mate, I've been fucking bad by then. Maybe he is from the 60s. Maybe. <laughs> maybe you're. you're so well, more so recently. I, I mean, actually, last night was the latest I went to bed. Was the time change? No, or maybe. I, was, I don't know. I, was in, I, I went to bed like 1 30. I'm like, this is late for me. I go to bed at 12. Wake up at? Well, like around 9, usually I try. That's good. Or maybe eight. 
31 o'clock and I wake up at 8. That's good for you, man. Delicious. Great. Into the day. Bought, I bought some coffee at work. Nice little uh, beans in support of Ukraine. I saw those. Yeah. 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 How are they? It's good. No, it's not a very strong coffee. You have, like a grinder at home? Yeah, we used a magic bullet. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Lucas, what's going on in your life? Isn't it? I mean, I've been enjoying uh, the Rex Orange County uh, new album. The what? Rex Orange County. It's, it's, an, it's an artist. Never heard of this man. Uh, yeah, he was. You uh, featured on Tyler the Creator album a few I years ago. Oh, I actually been listening to some new music recently. I've been listening to Jack Harlow. Oh, good lad. He was on the Chicken Shop date. Chicken Shop. <laughs> yeah. You never heard of that? Chicken? No, I haven't. They made me your Chicken yeah, Shop you're date. You'll, you'll, you'd love it. You would do so well in the nineties. I feel. They do well in like the eighties. 80s, 90s, you'd swag out, man. I'd swag out. <laughs> Baller. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> God. Um. <laughs> no, I think I'm okay. You're, I think we're good. Go Oilers. I uh, just wanted to say thank you to any of the audio listeners, Spotify, Apple, anywhere else. We always do appreciate you guys, and we know that we don't necessarily Oh, Tom Bur- you- Wait, hold on. Is Tom Brady coming back? Yeah, I think yeah, uh, I think it said he was returning to the Buccaneers. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'm gonna go on Twitter right now. I wouldn't be shocked. I'm pretty sure I was gonna mention it, but then you you were we were listening to Waz talking about being in the '60s. What well, I love how we're about to end this podcast and Tom Brady comes on our TV right here. He's it's returning right. for a 23rd season. Oh my God! You, you know what's funny? Just yesterday, because he was meeting with Ronaldo, and there's a little clip of him and Ronaldo meeting up. And Ronaldo, you can, Ronaldo was just, so, uh, are you finished? Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, it's a, so you're finished. And Tom Brady's like, well. <laughs> Why retire in the first place? Holy shit, he's back! Yeah, he well, the MLB's say, back, so he's Brady. Brady's back. Ago, he put a tweet saying, These past two months, I realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season. Some yeah, bullshit, man. Unfinished business, LFG. He, sh- he should have pulled a fucking MJ and go play baseball. And oh, then come back. Yeah, he should have gone back to the Patriots. Bro. Bring it back. Now, I, now I'm, I'm, this fucks up my bet. So I thought the Houston Rockets are going to win the NFL this year, man. Thanks for watching this podcast <laughs> or listening to this podcast to our audio listeners. We do appreciate yeah. you. Make sure to check out the YouTube channel if you have not yet, if you're on the audio apps. And if you are on the YouTube channel, check out the audio apps. I bet the Dolphins for the World Series. Yep. Yep. We'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>